Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Thank you. Awesome. Hello, everyone. Pentecost Ooh. Sunday. Fantastic. Just get myself organized here. Yeah, so today, we, as we have already talked about, it is Pentecost Sunday and we thank God, don't we? Yes. For the gift of Holy Spirit through which Jesus' resurrection life now dwells in us. Which is an extraordinary thing, isn't it? Yeah, that God, even in our, despite our brokenness, God would want to send His Son Jesus, and then it didn't end there. But Jesus went back to be with Father God, and so He sent us Holy Spirit, the Advocate, the Helper, the Comforter, the Guide. And so we can't live our lives, as Pastor Steve alluded to. We can't live our lives without Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is an essential person, person, not an it, a person yes. of the Trinity. Great. Holy Spirit is like the breath of heaven. God's presence and power coming alive in us through the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And a few weeks ago, Dave preached about discovering and using the unique gifts that God has equipped us with so that we can show God's love to one another and also to the world. And this couldn't happen unless we have Holy Spirit, right? We need Holy Spirit to help us activate and use those gifts uh, effectively. Last Sunday, Pastor Ben brought a, a brilliant message as well on comparison. My companion, if you weren't here or you want to listen to it again, I encourage you to do so on the podcasts mm. because it was a fantastic message. And he talked about being confident and using those gifts, those skills, those passions, and positioning ourselves to give, to give to God, to, to give to one another so that others can be blessed, so God can be glorified and others can be blessed. And again, we need Holy Spirit to, to do this. It doesn't just happen. It's not a Mary Poppins snap your fingers and it's, it's all going. Uh, there is an activation that takes place within us through Holy Spirit. And so really, Holy Spirit is a daily reminder that following Jesus is not passive. It's an active process where we partner with God and we posture ourselves and surrender And we're allowing then that transformation to take place within us. Mm. Not only transformation taking place within us, but then being outworked through us. There's a a part where we're transformed, that's amazing. But then, of course, God wants to use that transformation to bring his light to the world. And, of course, the church is one key way in which this happens. And so transformation is a teacher. Uh, It helps us to shed our old ways of being and doing, you know, before we were saved. And not just before we were saved, but after salvation. Because, of course, God brings up a lot of things that we then need to go, oh, okay, that's not really lining up anymore with the way you've called me to live in your word. And so another layer by layer, things have to be shed off and really activate the new life that has been that we've been brought into through Jesus Christ. Transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit helps us to live in a way that glorifies and honours God. And it's really to help us to step into the plans and the purposes that God has for each one of us. And so I'm really continuing, as you can probably tell by now, in a similar theme to what we've been hearing over the past few weeks. And we're diving into renewing our mind. So we're diving into this renewal of our thinking, this transformation of our thinking. And it's really a subject I'm passionate about because I believe that God wants to set us free in our thinking, not be limited by the world's understanding or trapped in constant anxiety or depression, and just want to make a detail here and say, I'm not necessarily referring to clinical diagnosis of depression or anxiety necessarily, 
Uh, but God certainly doesn't daily want us living in this just constant uh, turmoil within ourselves spiritually. Yeah. Well, I believe He wants to set us free yeah. uh, afresh today. And, yeah. and, and we have the Holy Spirit to help us do that. Also wants to, to help us to be set free of offense. And you know, like Pastor Ben talked about last week, comparison. I mean, I think we've all would have been there where we've compared ourselves in one way or another. God wants to set us free. And so let's turn right now to Romans, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. And we'll be probably coming up on the screen behind there. So the Apostle Paul writes, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. In the Old Testament, God's presence was firstly in the Garden of Eden, and then in the tabernacle as the, as the Israelites wandered, in the wilderness and then eventually in the temple in Jerusalem uh, where priests were appointed as mediators on behalf of God's people to worship uh, for sacrifices for atonement in the temple but then Jesus shows up and we see something completely un uh, different unfolding in the New Testament we no longer see God's presence found only in the temple with only the appointed priests having access to the inner sanctuary of God's presence now, God's presence through Jesus' ultimate sacrifice on the cross dwelled within those who received the gift of salvation. Yeah, yeah. Right. We are these people today. So, so here we have Paul calling God's people, yeah. as he's calling us today through the word that continues to be alive and active, to be transformed by Holy Spirit, which now dwells inside us as the new and improved temple. And so Paul also talks about here in 1 Corinthians 3.16. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Yeah. And so Paul makes it clear that this transformation that he's talking about, this transformation happens through the renewing of our mind. Our mind is a powerful place, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it it's like a battlefield at times. Our thoughts and our emotions shape our, our behaviour for better and for worse. When we are saved by Jesus Christ, we, we experience this amazing transformation, don't we? From you know, darkness to light. Yeah. And from this brokenness to wholeness. Mm -hmm. And from, I guess, where we, we don't have a, a strong sense of who we are to this assurance, I know who I am, because Jesus Christ, of course, reveals that to us at salvation. And so we might be tempted to think that this Transformation automatically renews our mind, just like that. And certainly, at, trans at, at salvation, there is a new identity that is established, and we do now have a mind that is not a, a, no longer a slave to sin. But Paul says it's by the renewing of our mind we experience transformation. So not a one-off moment, not just a one-off thing that happens at salvation. Mind is renewed. Hallelujah. Let's all go home. But Paul's referring to the transformation that is ongoing in the life of the believer as we go through that process of sanctification. We're becoming more like Christ. And it's happening in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit is essential to our Christian faith because it's outworking that sanctification in us that brings about this 
transformation and it happening in the in the context of the renewing of our mind. And what are we being transformed from and to? We're being transformed from a life that's all about us <laughs> and void of eternal hope, where we're just stuck in the consequences of our pain and our sin, to a life that is saved by the grace of God and in Jesus Christ. And we're given this extraordinary gift of eternal life, Amen. where we now have a hope to hold on to, something to, to attain that we know that is it cannot be taken away from us. It is permanent. We're not holding on to false temporary things in the world. We've got something that goes beyond this, this life. We're no longer living for ourselves. We're called into this glorious, abundant, rich life of loving God, of, of living for Him, of trying to uh, make His name known, trying to make His, his love known yeah. in the world and loving others the way He's loved us. Not easy, is it? <laughs> but it's what we're called to. And of course, again, this is why Holy Spirit, it helps us. We couldn't do it without Holy Spirit. And so I think it's pretty obvious that renewing our mind matters to God. It really matters. God's desire is for us to continue to grow closer in relationship with Him. You know, learning to seek Him more for who He is than what He's doing for us. You know, we're not, we're not sort of holding on to like the performance of God. It's about the character, the nature of God. That's what we're, we're seeking to know more and more. And God also wants to us to develop an emotionally healthy spirituality. God wants us to mature in our faith, not to just stay where we are now. You know, five weeks from now, six months from now, a year from now, God wants to be moving us continually yeah. forward, closer to him, where we see a maturity, a real deepening of our faith happening. To have any healthy relationship, and you know, Steve was alluding to this earlier, any healthy relationship that where we want to see growth in that trust and that unity, whether it's marriage or friendship, it's a parent with a child, partnership in business, a working relationship with a colleague, it takes time, yeah. it takes commitment, effort on both sides. It won't just happen overnight. Mm. There's a process involved that happens over time and it's the same it's the same with the renewing of our mind we focus on growing our relationship with god getting to know who we are in him and then as we kind of daily grind away at this because it is it can be a bit of hard work yeah. and i think all of us can attest to that but as we continue to just daily chip away daily chip away as we you know read the bible as we pray as we're a part of community we conform less and less to the world's ways and we're transformed more and more into the image of God and into his specific plans and purposes for us. You can't grow closer to God and closer to the world at the same time. Wow. So the good news is, as we're growing closer to God, we are actually, although maybe it doesn't always feel like it, we are actually growing further away from the world. As we seek him, as we pray as we read our word again it's not we're not based yeah. on our feelings because yeah. if i'm basing it purely on just how i feel then i might get a bit disheartened at times but just having that faith within us going no I, as i'm seeking you god i'm being conformed less to the ways of the world and more into your image the image of your son jesus christ think about peter you know one of the the 12 disciples so he'd spent all this time with jesus he was doing life together with jesus along with the other disciples walking alongside Jesus as he ministered, he would have seen some amazing things. Yeah. And he reaches the lowest of the lows in his personal life when he denies even knowing 
Jesus. Three times he says, oh, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. I don't know him. Don't know him at all. And if we read the scripture on that, it says that Peter wept bitterly upon the realization of what he had done. Have you ever felt the weight of your brokenness? Have you ever wondered, can God do anything with this mess? We fast forward to post-Jesus' resurrection, and we read in the Gospel of John how Jesus restores Peter. And this transforming moment when Peter has the opportunity to affirm his love the same number of times he denied it. Three. And so what emerges from this moment, this encounter with the risen Jesus, is a completely different Peter. You know, a pioneer for the early church, preaching in front of thousands of people, ministering in the Holy Spirit, talking and sharing about the saving power of Jesus. Yeah, you know, I think this should give us hope. Does it give you hope? Yes. It gives me hope. Because Peter went through a renewing of his mind to step into this new season of God. And he had to, he had to let go of the past and what had happened in order to move forward into the destiny that God had for him. And the wonderful thing was it wasn't anything actually by his own doing that that occurred. It was by the power of Jesus who restored him and in the spirit of God working in him to enact uh, that destiny that was actually always in mind for him in spite of what had occurred. I just find that so wonderful. And we're really called to the same. You know, we're called to surrender to the saving grace of Jesus, to, you know, to accept the gift of Holy Spirit, to be a living sacrifice by laying down our old ways of thinking and doing and being restored to this new identity, opening ourselves to a process, mm. extraordinary process of transformation. So I'm inviting all of you here today, keep coming on this adventure yes. of surrendering to transformation by daily renewing our minds in Jesus Christ. And so here's a couple of keys that I think can really help us apply this. And so the first is embrace the process. Can everyone say embrace the process? Fantastic. So tricky word, process, process sometimes. In my 20s, uh, I went through a season of what I would describe as, I guess, really intense spiritual growth. I felt like I kind of went from here to here in terms of my spiritual walk with the Lord. And I think God was doing a really deep renewing of my mind during this time. And I, so I can easily define where I saw transformation taking place. It's very obvious to me. What's interesting is over the past four years or so, I felt like, oh, I felt as though things have kind of slowed down. Uh, the spiritual growth for me personally doesn't feel as noticeable. I'm finding it harder to define well, where is transformation actually happening. And, and even at times where I've had doubts, I've been thinking, goodness, you know, God, am, am, I, am I growing in you? Uh, are the things I'm learning actually changing anything in me? Am I maturing in my Christian walk? Am I just staying in the same place? Am I just in the same place now as I was a year ago? Is my mind being renewed? It's not, I'm not sure. It's not super obvious to me. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I remember we did last year, uh, pastoral team were doing the Emotionally Healthy spirituality and I kept having these thoughts of like oh, well you know reading reading content and I'm trying to lean into the whole process I'm thinking I, 
I don't know. Is this is this doing anything in me? Am I God? Is this working? What am I, am I doing? Something wrong? So all of these thoughts. Have you ever had that? Mm. We've really questioned and doubted just that well, your relationship really with God in terms of what's actually happening. Where you are? You being changed? Are you being renewed in your mind? And so there's been frustration and even anxiety about this at times. And I think part of this is probably my default personality towards sort of high expectations, perfectionism. Uh, but God's really been showing me afresh, especially as I've prepared for this message, that renewing the mind is a lifelong process, layer by layer, yeah, yeah. La- layers of renewal. So we deal with one layer, and we peel it back, and oh, there, look, there's another one. And we pull, pull that one back, and we deal with that, and oh, there's another one. And we go, you know, and so on and so forth. It doesn't all happen at once, although we probably would like that. Uh, but, you know, I'm reminded of that scripture. And God will finish, you know, he'll complete the work. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, there's a, an outworking of our faith across a long period of time. And the work will eventually, will be, you know, will be in heaven with Christ. New body, uh, perfect in him. And it's going to be amazing. In the meantime, we just, we're working through this process. We're embracing the process of renewal. Mm. Uh, and I think that's very important. If we're going to renew our mind, we have to, I guess, get to a place of contentment that there is going to be a process to this. It's not all just going to happen like that. And that's okay, because God probably knows we're not ready sometimes for certain layers. Yeah. And so he's got to peel it back bit by bit. Recently, I found myself in a work situation. I can't, of course, give details about for confidentiality reasons, but essentially a false impression was given about me that could have been extremely damaging to my role. And it's quite interesting that the situation, because I think it really brought up, you know, things like this can bring up your insecurities. Uh, so some insecurities that surface for me, that fear of rejection and, and kind of the, the lie of the enemy of, oh, see, Eden, you know, you shouldn't be so trusting in people. This is what happens. It has just let you down. You know, you've been thinking one way. It's actually a completely different thing going on here. So there it was. Just a big fat layer of, of my brokenness, a big fat layer of insecurity. And just this wrestling in my mind, trying to trying to kind of let this go. And in the midst of it all, God said, "It's an opportunity. <laughs> it's an opportunity. Coming to come to a place of surrender. Come to me with this layer. Don't don't deny it. Don't try and run away off with it. It's not going to work. It's going to eventually come back up anyway. So you may as well just give it to me now. That will be quicker. <laughs> so you know, come to me, Eden. Come to me and give me this layer. Living sacrifice." Surrender, come to a place of surrender. That's what it means to be a living sacrifice is going, I actually need you, God. <laughs> I need you, Holy Spirit, to come and do a work in me. Mm. And that's where I could see that that was going to be where the renewal is going to take place. God says it's not by your effort and it's not by man. It's it's by the Spirit. So come, give it to me. Perhaps you've had something similar. And, and so, yeah, a key in renewing our mind is embracing the process whereby God and his grace and by his goodness, leads us by Holy Spirit. We're conforming less to the world. And layer by layer, we're being transformed into our God-given identity and calling. The other thing God's shown me in this too is, you know, there is a time and there's a season for everything in our lives. And so during those years in my 20s, in order for God to set me free from the chains that had been holding me for a long time, I think I really needed to go through that really intense spiritual growth to bring me to the place where he needed me to be. Uh, so there needed to be that kind of intensity. But now God has me in a, a different season. And it's it's as valuable as the previous seasons. 
So even if it feels different, it doesn't mean God's not working. God is, God is working in spite of our, our feeling. There will be times in our spiritual growth where we'll feel stagnant. There will be times when we will have doubts, fears, anxiety. We will experience these lies coming into our head. We think, gosh, where's that come from? And so embracing the process in these times really helps when we have an intentional language of faith. And so this leads really uh, leads us into our other key. So we've got embrace the process. That's the first step. And, that, and the second key, second step here is to develop the language of praise. Yeah. Develop a language of praise. So as we embrace the process, we learn how to do this. Because mm-hmm. as that contentment comes, we find that that language will start to shift. It starts with surrendering those thoughts and those feelings. So let's stop believing the lie that we can't control our thoughts and our feelings because yes god gave us emotions which naturally impact our thoughts and it's healthy to acknowledge how we're feeling but god doesn't want us to be controlled by our emotions god desires us to develop uh, the language of praise where we confess what we believe in spite of what we feel so we confess what we believe in spite of what we feel not instead of yeah. And I think that's really important too. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we don't acknowledge how we feel. Uh, a language of praise leads to a renewing of our mind because our thinking, through this renewal process, our thinking is brought into alignment with God's word, into what's true. Because sometimes our thinking and our feelings yeah, get really murky and we need the word to highlight to us what's actually happening and what's mm. actually true. And that's why one of my favourite scriptures for a long time now, has been 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And, you know, this verse has been such an encouragement to me because it's reminded me that I'm not a slave to my fears or my thoughts. I'm not a slave to uh, a behaviour that's linked to those thoughts. I don't have to be controlled by my anxiety. You know, I can, through the power of Holy Spirit, experience the sound mind, and so can you. That's the good news. Is there any aspect of your mind today where it's not feeling sound? We want to deal with that. We want to acknowledge, yep, I need some renewal in this, Lord. And he wants you to have that sound mind. He doesn't want your mind to be constantly in turmoil. He wants to set you free from that. Like I said, don't want anyone walking away today thinking I'm suggesting that sharing our emotions before God is wrong. It's confessing what we believe in spite of those emotions and those very real feelings. Uh, We will have times where we'll experience fearful feelings, we'll battle with anxiety, we will experience an unsettling in our minds. Look at David. Mm. You know, think of David. I mean, all throughout the Psalms, we see David time and time again, just pouring his heart out, isn't he? Just openly sharing about Mm. his suffering and pain. But in spite of all of that and that hardship, we really see David adopting this language of praise. And he confesses his belief in the nature and the character of God in spite of those emotions and even in the midst of those emotions that he's talking about and those things that he's experiencing. So he doesn't let his feelings take him away from truth. Rather, he allows those feelings to point him towards the truth. So it's like if you're noticing something in you that some sort of turmoil, uh, just a a fear, anxiety, a doubt, and instead of letting, kind of walking away from God in that and sort of stewing over it, we can actually allow that thing to be like an alarm to us, going, oh, hang on a minute, maybe something's not quite right. Okay, I'm going to point now towards you, God, and I'm going to give you this feeling I'm experiencing, and that's where that renewal of, of the mind can take place. 
So let's uh, look at Psalm 142, 1-5. to five. We can see an example of this language of praise that David does so amazingly. I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord of mercy. I pour out before him my complaint, before I tell him my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and, and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, Lord. I say, you are my refuge, yeah. my portion in the land yeah. of the living. Mm. And so David openly shares his feelings before God. He's expressing here a sense of loneliness, loneliness even abandonment. He's feeling abandoned by God and by others, but he's allowing those feelings to lead him to a confession of his faith and his trust in what is true in spite of that emotion. So he speaks of finding that refuge. He's speaking here of that, that provision that God will give to him in the circumstance that he's experiencing. And so when we develop a language of praise, when we confess God's truth, when we declare what the word of God says, in spite of how we might be feeling, or what the external circumstance might be even just screaming at us. Our minds go through this extraordinary renewing process. God leads us away from the ways of the world that really entrap us in darkness and despair. And God leads us into the ongoing transformation that brings hope and life and peace. Let's see if you can come up, please. Thank you. So we've got our, our two keys here, which are to embrace the process and to develop a language of praise. And maybe there's one here today that sticks out more than the other for you, or perhaps you just think of both of them. But it, I want us to remember today that it is layer by layer that this happens. You know, it's just not all going to be a one and done thing. <laughs> and that's okay. But even now, maybe you can start just considering, well, what might be the layer that God wants me to renew with him today? Where do I need a renewal of my mind? And what does that look like? And we're going to spend some time, yeah, just in ministry with the Holy Spirit because I believe that he wants to set us free in our thinking today and whatever that looks like for us. He wants there to be a renewing of, of minds today. And so what I would like to do is just invite you to stand and encourage you to, if you feel comfortable, please close your eyes. And if you also feel comfortable, lift your hands. And we've got Melissa there in the background playing that beautiful song, you know, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. <laughs> Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. And so that's, we're inviting you right now, Holy Spirit, to come. We're inviting your presence to fall afresh upon each of us this afternoon. We're inviting, Holy Spirit, you to come and do the work that brings about that transformation, that brings about a renewing of our mind. There's layers that you want us to confront today. You know, maybe things where we have kind of run away with it a bit, but you want us to now bring that layer before you right now in this moment so that we can experience that, just that healing balm of Holy Spirit where our thinking was maybe one way within that layer and now it's going to be completely different. So Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. 
Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Renew our mind, renew our thinking. Chris, I, I just feel like God's wanting to say to you today that, you know, because you've got a really gentle spirit, there's a real gentleness about you that I, I personally have seen and experienced. And I feel like God's wanting to say to you today that that gentleness is actually a strength. I don't know what exactly that might mean for you, but that it's a good thing that you are have that gentleness about you because it is actually something that is a really strong foundation in your family. And I feel like it's it's a beautiful ministry to your children, especially. And so I just feel like God's actually saying, leaning more into that. Perhaps asking him during the week what that exactly might look like or mean. But you know, you've got a real spirit of gentleness about you. And and so Lord, I just pray right now for Chris Lord that you would uh yeah, just renew any thinking in him that has, I don't doubt it, any aspect of his, uh, the, the things that you've actually made him, the way you've wired him, Lord. I just pray right now, just a renewing of his mind, Lord, and that he would really, uh, yeah, just just be own that part of him, that, that this beautiful gentleness, it is actually a strength. And so we just thank you for that right now, Lord. Holy Spirit, just pray you come and touch him afresh. Pray you touch Jess and, and their beautiful family for Isaac and Grace. And you would just uh, knit them together. You would unify them as a family unit, Lord. We just thank you for that, mighty God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Andrea, I just have that word for you, just peace. Peace. Yeah. Uh, He is your Jehovah Shalom. You know, and so, yeah, just receive that. I don't know where you might be feeling it bit of a, a wrestle or kind of a, an uncomfortable sense of discomfort just really believing right now that God's going to give you a, a really renewed sense of peace and that even as you go to sleep tonight God I pray that as Andrea uh, sleeps tonight Lord that she's going to have just a sound sleep and Lord that she's going to wake up and there'll be just something different in her thinking and there'll just be a real sense of peace in her, in her home and in her heart that wherever she walks tomorrow they'll just all fear would go spirit of fear we ask you to leave but it's prayer and our peace upon her in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we, oh, we long for you. As I was preparing this ministry time, I had this real sense of uh, about crushing the enemies beneath our feet. And I was reading again in the Psalms where Paul, uh, where David, sorry, he's writing, he's been delivered from the hand of his enemies, from the hand of Saul, and he writes these words. He says, I pursued my enemies and overtook them, and I did not turn back till they were destroyed, and I crushed them so that they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. And I just see that right now in the spirit that we're crushing enemies beneath our feet today. We are declaring right now that all spirit of fear, that you would come off our people in the name of Jesus, come off of our mind. We just declare that fear is under our feet and it is enemy that we're crushing today in the name of Jesus. False condemnation. We're crushing that in the name of Jesus today. Condemnation that is false. You have no place here in our mind and in our thinking. There is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. And so we really claim right now we are going to have a sound mind. We are going to have a mind that is filled with power and love. We have not been given a spirit of fear. And so
So we, we throw off fear today in the name of Jesus and all other enemies. You know, I see yeah, just even Nicole was talking about in our pre-service prayer about, yeah, hearts where there's maybe been, I guess, a hardness. And I just even see kind of that apathy. So we're even crushing apathy beneath our feet where it's like, no, you know, God longs for us to, you know, be put in fire to be in us, where we desire the things of the kingdom, where we desire that relationship with him. And so right now, Lord, we crush a spirit of apathy beneath our feet. And we thank you, oh God, that, you know, you have come indeed to set us free. And the scripture even says it is for freedom that you've set us free. Freedom that is not what the world would say freedom is, but it's freedom that has an eternal hope attached to it. And so right now, Holy Spirit, we crush the enemies beneath our feet and we declare right now that we are indeed, no matter how we're feeling, we we acknowledge that. We feel maybe in, in places a bit jaded, a bit worn out. We declare right now we're filled with strength from heaven and we're walking into our week uh, and seeing those enemies crushed beneath our feet and seeing those adversaries fall before us as we look to Him and we look to the the power of the Spirit at work in us. And so I pray, Lord, You would set us free in our, our thinking and in our mind and that we indeed this week would experience a fresh transformation, layer by layer, not needing to rush ahead, but just being content with, you want me to embrace the process, Lord. And as I do that, those layers are being healed in the name of Jesus. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.